Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. We're putting the band back together. Twisted Minds brought you the original fan ball. We had a fan pile with enough turn goat piss in the gas This is the Fan Ball Fantasy Football Podcast. If you're dumb, surround yourself with smart people. And if you're smart, surround yourself with smart people who disagree with you. Welcome to yet another episode of the Fanball Fantasy Football Podcast. We are continuing to go through all of these positions and the week one prices on them for the Sunday slate. Today we're going to be talking about quarterbacks. So I hear they're important in the NFL. I hear that. I hear that. I hear I that. I hear it's a passing league. And if you don't have a quarterback, you don't have a chance of winning the title. Yeah. There's still a lot of quarterback battles to be decided still with a couple weeks before the season starts here. Let's start out with who's not playing in this Sunday slate, John. Well, you've got the game on Thursday, so no Tom Brady, no Alex Smith, no Jimmy Garoppolo. You've got uh, the Monday night games that won't be included, so no Breeze, no Bradford, no Rivers, and and what really crushes me is no Trevor Simeon. Oh yeah, that's gonna that's gonna be rough. He he did, I believe he's pretty much he did they he did win that job. Yes, right? they've they've yep. given him the job, which uh, is. And, Definitely not a ringing endorsement of the, was it a late first or a second that they spent on Paxton Lynch? It was a late first. It's a late first, and he yep. can't take the job from Simeon. It's a late we first. We all know that still if, in the if first. you're trading up, the only reason you trade up for a quarterback in this day and age in the round one is because you perceive them as hopefully being a franchise, but you're taking the risk that you they'll have a five-year contract yep. as a first-rounder, and option. then you can franchise them if they're that good. So you're right. basically six years of controlled salary. Like Paxton Lynch, everyone realize, acknowledges he's a round two talent who got taken a little ahead of time. Right. Because, you know, no one is under this weird thing that he needs more than, you know, he needs time. I yeah. did see a weird thing, and I, I might as well shout him out, Michael Salfino of the Wall Street Journal. He went back, I believe, 15 or 20 years, quarterbacks in the top half of the first, very successful. Bottom half of the first, there's like Aaron Rodgers and like one other guy. Like, bottom half of the first quarterbacks just do not hit in the NFL, and that's Paxton Lynch. <laughs> well, and uh, you mentioned and Rodgers was, was in the debate for the number one overall pick. Exactly. And just nobody needed a quarterback, and, and he slid and slid. And uh, it speaks to Ted Thompson and drafting best player available. They, are, they had Brett Favre on the roster. You knew Rodgers wasn't going to be in the lineup immediately. Seemed to work out okay for him. Okay, so let's let's talk about the chalk. Let's talk about the guys that most people are gonna want to own. Most uh, probably high user percentages this week. Uh, top guys out there. Uh, who do you have, Jay? Who's who's your chalk? Well, we, yeah, it's it, this was a easy to come to consensus with our group. Of, I'll talk about Big Ben. Uh, Cleveland's past defense is is wretched. 
Okay, uh, I'm presuming that Le'Veon Bell. You know, Bill, Bill Poland was saying yesterday about a running back uh, in a coming off a holdout or so-called holdout, whatever, needs approximately three weeks to get in football shape. Well, Bell, if he comes back on September 1st, that essentially gives him he he'll be in the middle of that three-week period. So Pittsburgh, unless they ride James Conner. 30 times they're going to be throwing the ball a lot against Cleveland. So I think Big Ben um, is probably a good bet for top five stats that week. And the the home road split thing with Ben Roethlisberger doesn't scare you. He went to Cleveland last year and put up 167 yards and yeah. no touchdowns. It's an acknowledgement, but I, that's more of a uh, that's more of a December worry that I have than a than a September worry. And Cleveland allowed the most touchdowns to quarterbacks last year by by a decent margin, <laughs> in fact. Uh, so, Tuvi, who do you have? I've got my guy, Jameis Winston, I'm very bullish on. I, I think uh, people will look at the top two prices on the board, and then they'll see Jameis Winston in that group of uh, 8,500. There's a couple quarterbacks there. And they'll look at the Miami matchup. Miami had six games last year where they allowed three or more touchdown passes, and that's even on a 16-game slate where they had four games where they faced, get ready for this list of quarterbacks, Jared Goff, Bryce Petty, Cody Kessler, Ryan Fitzpatrick. I mean, so now we're talking six of 12 games. They gave up three or more passing touchdowns. Uh, They gave up 30 on the year last year. They also gave up a a top five amount of rushing yards by quarterbacks. And everything I've said about Jameis Winston in the preseason, about him, the offense being built and, and all of the personnel moves they've made to elicit more performance from Jameis Winston having no running game. I think they come to fruition and it's a, a nice short trip to Miami. And I think uh, Jameis Winston is, is going to be a guy that people look at those top two and, and they have just enough question mark on what they're spending that uh, for 8,500, they're going to be perfectly happy with Jameis. I'm not picking out to be what he just said, but I do laugh when people always refer to it as like a short trip or long trip. I used to work for the Lions. Not once did I see a player fly the plane to the stadium, you know, to that city. <laughs> You know, like the players are sitting and sleeping, playing cards. It could not be a more relaxing environment. Uh, and if you're in a big plane, you get to stretch your legs out. Maybe like, that's the problem. Yeah, you get it's, too relaxed. It's, it's one thing going <laughs> Miami to Seattle, but uh, where we're going to Tampa, Miami, Tampa, Tampa Miami. Bay, you know, come on. Like, uh, you know, that's, even if you drove there in a bus, you'd be fine. <laughs> I don't. I think Roger Goodell or, or the NFLPA would have an issue if they well, it's in their threw him on a bus. Yeah, yeah. yeah they got to fly. So, yeah. So I, there's a couple more here. Winston and Roethlisberger both at 8,500, right below Aaron Rodgers. Uh, two of the top three or four most expensive on the slate for Sunday. I think. I think that Russell Wilson against Green Bay, tough matchup or easy matchup. Excuse me, Russell Wilson against Green Bay, easy matchup against quarterbacks. Uh, the Packers allowed the most yards to quarterbacks in the NFL last year. Uh, I think that's a decent matchup. I know it's in Green Bay. And Marcus Mariota, he plays Oakland, who was sixth worst against fantasy quarterbacks last year. A couple easy matchups in the, in the low 8,000s. The concern on both of those guys is that we saw that matchup last year. We saw uh, Russell Wilson go to Green Bay, only put up 240-1 in Week 14. We saw Marcus Mariota entertain the Raiders. He only put up 214 yards and 22 rushing yards. But this is, as you mentioned, this is a, a an Oakland team. Defensively, they're not particularly stout, and they also allowed the most rushing touchdowns by quarterbacks last mm. year. So if Mariota gets an urge to uh, to run a little bit, this would be an opportunity for him. Interesting. Interesting. I did not know that. So let's, let's move on to the <laughs> – 
Let's move on to some values. Who are your value plays this week, John? One guy I really like is is Carson Wentz. You know, he's in year two. He's got we, we've talked about in the preseason about how much better his numbers were when he had Lane Johnson in front of him. And barring something happening in the next couple of weeks, Lane Johnson's going to be anchoring that offensive line in in front of him. So uh, you look at um, uh, what Wentz uh, is dealing with uh, against Washington. It's it's not a particularly strong pass defense, and uh, Washington gave up 300 or more passing yards four of their last five games last year, including 314 to Wentz in week 14. So, yet I've got LeGarrette Blunt at the goal line, but would it surprise me to see Wentz put up a big yardage number and, you know, feed Zach Ertz, feed Alshon Jeffrey? I certainly think that's a possibility in, in week one. Yeah, that is one of the guys that I had considered. Saw you had him, and I was like, okay, I'll let Tuvi talk about him. Uh, Jay, who do you got for a value play? Well, I've got three of them. I'll try to run through these quick. Um I think uh, Matthew Stafford, what, looks like 7,100 right now. I know he had his worst game as a pro, or at least in the, the most in the recent in recent past, against Arizona two years ago where he got benched. He threw three touchdowns. I think there were two pick sixes. was awful. I just He will rebound from that. He doesn't have Calvin as his receiver. He used to be great when he would go to Arizona with Calvin. He'd you know be a good candidate for 350 every time. I just think he'll rebound and have an, a, a nice outing. Uh, especially value-wise. Eli, okay, here's the thing about Eli against Dallas. Eli is, what, seven grand? He doesn't really throw for a bunch of yards at Dallas, but of his last four appearances at the Jerry Dome, he has had three or more touchdowns three times. Ooh. Okay? Wow. And regarding Carson Palmer, um, I just think we're looking at a game where Detroit and uh, Arizona both have good flow, good passing. Um, uh, you know, uh, Carson has a good history of, of throwing – Two to three, almost four touchdowns against the NFC North. Um, you know, I think just in the flow of everything, the Lions' defense has improved, but this is still the same defense that got carved up by Case Keenum last year. So, uh, so it's one of those things where I think the just the whole mix of Stafford and Carson and Palmer, I think they'll both do very well. That is, uh, that's an interesting call on Stafford. I think that in depending on the contest you're in, people are going to be scared of that Arizona defense. Interesting. All right, so I got I got a couple more. I got a couple more. I know you got one more, John. I'll let you start with. Eh. No, no, you go with yours because I'll, I'll echo. I see we uh, we overlap on one guy. We do, we do. Okay, I'm going to start with Kirk Cousins though against Philadelphia at seventy six hundred dollars. That's the eleventh uh, cheapest or most expensive. I don't know how <laughs> which way to go with that, but I mean, <laughs> it's it's a fourteen hundred dollar haircut off of a guy like Aaron Rodgers. So. Uh, the last two times he played Philly, he had 230-plus yards and two touchdowns in each of those contests last year. Uh, it seems like Philly and Washington get up for shootouts every year. I was looking back. They have a whole bunch of decently high-scoring games. I didn't exactly count them, but there were a slew of them, and I think that this could be one of them. I wouldn't be shocked if he hits that 230-2 and two once again, and for 7,600, I think that's a de- decent value. I like Kirk Cousins there, and I, I agree. It, it has all the, the makings of a NFC East shootout early on. You've got two teams that, with, with Zeke out, I don't think anyone's conceding this division to the Cowboys. I think it's, a, it's an up-for-grabs division, and two teams that, that made some moves in the offseason, both in, in hopes of bolstering their, their offensive attack and their passing game attack. So you're going to see Kirk Cousins you know, loading up his new receivers. You're going to see Carson Wentz uh, hoping to emerge. I like the thought, fantasy owners in general, like the thought of a shootout. 
Any shootout is good for fantasy. You got one more, right? I've got one more. Same as me. And I'm uh, I'm digging deep and assuming that uh, he'll get the uh, starting gig. But uh, down there at the $5,000 price point, the you-can't-go-any-lower price point, Mitchell Trubisky. Not that I'm big on board the Mitchell Trubisky bandwagon. Not that I am uh, you know fell in love with him after that, that one preseason outing. But he gets the Atlanta defense. And uh, they gave up a ton of yards and a ton of passing touchdowns last year. 44-95 on the yardage, 31 passing touchdowns. Lots of fantasy points to quarterbacks. I have a feeling the Bears are going to be playing from behind. I know they'd prefer to slow down the game and run Jordan Howard, but I don't think Atlanta is going to let them. So if you've spent all your money elsewhere and you're scraping the bottom of the barrel and Trubisky's named the starter, I'd, I'd, I'd look his way. Wait I think a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Okay, uh, Mike Lennon will be starting week one. Yeah, let's, no, let's Trubisky see. will be playing preseason week three with some of the things. But Jim Miller, a Michigan State guy who's the Bears announcer, his he went on the radio yesterday and said, he, and if anyone knows, it's Jim Miller. He goes, I will bet everything I own that that Mike Lennon starts week one. And I don't know that I want to go the extra 200, but, you know, if you've got 5,200 left, because that, that's <laughs> Glennon's price point. And, again, favorable matchup. But Here's the problem with I, I take a roll if it's Trubisky. Is I will – I'm confident that Trubisky will play a couple series in that thing, you know, which breaks up the, you know. But uh, I, I know Glennon will start, but I can't guarantee he'll play every single snap. Yeah, for me, man, I, I don't think I want either of those Bears. I know, I know that it's a, it's a good matchup against Atlanta. <laughs> it, it's a great matchup against Atlanta, but I think that Atlanta D's a little better uh, than they showed up Second last half year. better. Yeah. And they were doing well against the Patriots for three quarters of the Super Bowl. <laughs> no. uh, but I just, I just don't trust Glennon. I, I want I, Glennon or Trubisky. I, I want to see something first there. A guy we had in common, John Brian Hoyer. We we both like him this preseason. I know Charge likes him this preseason for season long. He's playing the Carolina Panthers, who allowed the second most yards in the NFL to fantasy quarterbacks last year. I just really like the matchup, and I and I want to see what that Shanahan offense does. I think for fifty eight hundred, if if you only have about that left, if you've got your other positions filled out and you need a cheap play, fifty eight hundred for for a guy that in, in what might be, you know, a, a potent Shanahan offense despite the lack of weapons. I, I kind of like that. Yeah, if you're shopping for a bigger bargain just on straight cost. You know, do you go Jay Cutler at fifty six hundred? Do you go Jared Goff at fifty four hundred? Hoyer is the guy, as you mentioned. We we've extolled him as a nice deep sleeper in uh, in season long leagues this preseason, and now it's a favorable matchup where you know you're only spending eight hundred above the bottom of the barrel. So that might be a place to go with that, right. with that last uh, couple of dollars that you didn't spend on. You know, like Jay loves to throw them on tight ends. For uh, yeah. You know where I stand. Uh, the Colts defense. I, I think I would rather take you know the three of us and eight people in this office compared to the Colts defense. So uh, uh, Goff might be a good play there. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, he's and Jared Goff is fifty four hundred. All right. Let's look at some trap plays. Some players we don't like at prices, or we maybe we like them, but the price is too much. Let's start with you, Jay. Who's your biggest trap play of the week? Well, we need the Admiral Akbar sounding. You know, I, <laughs> I can't say it's a trap every day, but here we are. Um, it's pretty simple here. I love Cam. I love Andrew Luck. 
But week one right now, especially at the time of this recording, not a single one of them has thrown a pass in the preseason. In fact, we haven't even seen footage of them throwing five-yard passes to you the think ball it's boy a in practice. Theory like, no, it's not a conspiracy theory. No, it's not a conspiracy theory. They're just not ready for yeah. week one. It's that simple. Uh, you have the Rams. I, th- I believe they're the ninth-ranked uh, passing defense uh, yardage-wise last year. Uh, and then you have San Fran. We already went over San Fran the other day. They get the defense in week one in the last two seasons at home to start off. They've surrendered a grand total of three points. So both of them are, what, $7,900? $7, no way. Absolutely not. Yeah, not for does, week one. Seems... I need to see some type of production, even if it's on the sidelines throwing the ball. I need to see something before I commit $7,900 to a quarterback yeah. that with basically with a half of an arm. Yeah, paying a top eight quarterback price for two giant question marks is a little risky. John, who's who's your who's your guy? Well, at, at the risk of uh, offending Admiral uh, Clemens over there, I'm concerned about Matthew Stafford. I'm just not a fan of that matchup. What points the Cardinals did give up to quarterbacks, they gave up on the ground. They were top five in rushing yards allowed to quarterbacks. They uh, gave up the most rushing touchdowns to quarterbacks, tied with, uh, with the Raiders uh, and the Bears. So I don't see Stafford filling either of those roles, and uh, I, I'm concerned. I'm not. I'm not opening the the pocketbook for uh, uh, for 7,100 for Stafford. And the other one, and we touched on earlier in the year. I think Aaron Rodgers at, at top price at nine grand is a a trap game. Yeah, he had 246 and three at home against Seattle last year. Um, I know people backed away from him uh, because of that matchup, and I think they'll probably be doing that again this year. Um, that's a that's a high price point. I I'm, I'm, can see the advantage of paying for Aaron Rodgers at home and in a favorable matchup, and he's halfway there. But against a, a tough defense like Seattle, I'd rather save. You know, we talked about it, save five hundred dollars on your cap and go get yourself a, a Jameis Winston. Save a thousand dollars off your cap and, and go get Marcus Mariota. There's yeah. only one way I'm playing. Aaron Rodgers in a daily situation. If I if I have the money for a handcuff for, of Jordy, it's that simple. There's no any other way, and nine grand is way too high. So I do have a, a couple trap plays before we get on out of here as well. Tyra Taylor versus the Jets. I think the mindset is going to be it's the Jets, but their defense wasn't exactly terrible last year. They were pretty middle of the pack, even though they did allow 30 touchdowns to quarterbacks last year. Uh, I think it's mostly a mindset thing that has. Tyrod at 7,200. There's just a bunch. There's just several options I like for cheaper. Uh, and he's lost weapons. <laughs> and we don't know if Jordan Matthews is even going to be healthy. For- and not only has he lost weapons, but you look at what the Jets did allow. Yeah, they gave up 30 passing touchdowns, but they also allowed a total of 83 quarterback rushing yards on the year. Zero quarterback rushing touchdowns. Oof. That's that's something that Tyrod Taylor does fairly well. Yeah. And if, that, if you take that off his fantasy plate, uh, suddenly, yeah, that uh, that amount looks like yeah, it's the Jets, but seventy two hundred, I can shop elsewhere. They do call him T Mobile for a reason. <laughs> it's a sponsorship his, deal. Yeah. Oh, yeah. is that it? <laughs> that is a big part of his game. And my last trap play, Dak Prescott. Don't like him against the Giants. Last year, he averaged one hundred eighty six yards against the Giants in two contests, and he only threw one touchdown and two interceptions in those two contests. But even more than that. He only had seven total rushing yards in those two games. He didn't even run the ball in those two games. And these are on opposite sides of the season. It wasn't like a, like a bad stretch or something for, for Prescott. 
at 6,900, man, I, I do not want to pay, even though 6,900 isn't 9,000, I don't want to pay that and end up with a 200 yard game and no touchdowns. And you look across the board at what the giants allowed last year. They were, uh, bottom five in passing touchdowns allowed. They were top five in interceptions. They were bottom five in rushing yardage to quarterbacks, 85 rushing yards to quarterbacks, no quarterback rushing touchdowns. The Giants did a number on quarterbacks last year, and even without Zeke, if the thought process is that it's going to be more of a Dak-led offense while Zeke is out, I'm not liking this matchup for him either. Yeah, so we hope we've helped you a little bit with your quarterback decisions for the week one Sunday slate. So let's get out of here. For John Tuvey at JTV, for Jay Clemens at MIN underscore Clemens, and for me at ScottFish24, thanks for listening. Have a great day. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.